Welcome to Triple Threat, the podcast with Jamel President, where it's good news and good vibes all the time, baby. When we left Portugal to come play with you and your system, Jamel, it was the best thing for Shane because you, you, you pushed him to do other things outside his box. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Jamel President and on Twitter at President Jamel. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast as I'll be bringing you a new interview every month. Hey, what's up, guys? Coming up on deck, we have Stacey Harris. Um, in this interview, we're learning a lot about um, the hard work that Stacey went through. Um, things he've learned and implemented into raising and teaching his kids. And not only that, being able to travel the world, um, he made a good point about how we should be thankful for being in the, in the United States to be an American citizen based on the different rules and regulations there are in other countries. So um, without further ado, let's get into the interview. Stage. Can you hear me? What's up, big guy? What's going on, man? Everything's good. How about you? Oh, man, I can't call it, man. I can't call it at all. At all. Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Family's doing well? Yeah, everybody's good, man. Everybody's good. Just trying, good. trying to get through these, these, these hard times. But, you know, that's, that's, what, we, that's what we built yeah? for. Yeah? That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, look, hey, I don't want to, look, I just want to, you know, the whole podcast, whole thing of that is just to like, um, you know, with my business day foundation, we serve as a, a message board for the community and like being a student athlete okay. activist, we try to um, get the information to the community and the student athletes about nutrition, recruiting, um, um, things that college coaches look for, things the student athletes should be doing. So, this podcast is built basically on that, and then I and I appreciate your time for, you know, not only fun times okay. to talk about, but just um, the wealth of knowledge that you know you're about to share to the community. Sure, man, my pleasure, my pleasure. So we're gonna get right into it. This is a triple threat podcast with Jamel President, where it's good news and good vibes all the time, baby. Uh, <laughs> Stace, we're gonna start with you. One of our topics is uh being a Virginia native and, um, you know, you know, coming up in our era, you know, we we'll see people in the parks right now, but coming up in our era, we played in the park, we played pickup. Take us back to um, some of the parks and rivals um, and situations that you, that you came up with, you know, coming up in middle school, high school. Um, take us a look back at, and, and tell us what that, what that looked like. Yeah. So, so yeah, man, just uh, grew up in Alexandria. And, uh, man, I tell you, that, that's kind of where basketball all started for me was in the parks, you know. Right. Um, just, you know, during the summer, you know, till, till sunup, till sundown pretty much. Um, but then as I, I really started to get serious about it, I realized one thing, that playing in your neighborhood does not make you a better player. So, oh, interesting. man, I always, 
always of the mindset that I have to go where the good ball is or I have to find out where the ball players are in order to not only complete my game, but to kind of build me uh, as a player, you know. So uh, I, there's probably several parts that I can think of, man, that I would just travel around. And, and most of the time, no, by myself, you know, right, I, I didn't right. have a posse. I didn't bring my own five. You know, I took whoever was ready to play. You know, I was just wanting to play ball. Right. Um, but, but um, man, playing in Arlington, man, Barcroft Park, um, you know, traveling to, uh, you know, uh, rec, uh, rec centers in Alexandria to, man, just anywhere, man. I, I just kind of gravitated to where, the, you know, the good basketball was. It didn't matter. Right. Um, was it, whether it was indoor or outdoors. Um, and, uh, you know, guys never really knew where I was from. Only a couple of guys did. But but that was the fun part about it, you know, get out there and just playing ball and challenging people. And, um, man, that, that's kind of where I, I, I created or developed a passion um, just to play this game. Right. And, and, and you're right. And I also do think, you know, growing up and playing in your, your local neighborhood, your surrounding cities, you kind of develop a a um a kind of a notoriety for yourself per se. Yeah. So once you start getting yeah. noticed, people start and it's a respect thing. If people start respecting you, mm-hmm. you start getting confidence in your game, then you're like, you know what? I can do this. Cause we all as as young kids, we start off playing the park and because eventually we want to play in high school. Tell me yeah. took me take me back to where that spark came from. Because yeah, you love the sport, you love the play. When was it the time where you're like, you know what? I'm going to play in high school. I'm going to do this. I'm going to college. Was it early, like as a young jit, or was it like when you started mm-hmm. to develop that, that, that confidence in your game? Um, I would say, you know, I was, I was a three-sport athlete. Um, I played baseball, basketball, football. I think, you know, from the time that I was 10 years old. Right. And so I think what inspired me to kind of want to continue to develop were – some of the coaches I played for um, that said, hey, son, you, you, you got ability to play this game at, you know, high school or whatever. And so just having that, man, just, you know, a lot of times, I mean, in our generation, man, we, we didn't grow up with a father figure in the house. For so sure. a sure. lot of times our coaches were our father figures. Totally. And so having those guys kind of push me and instill in me that, you know, I have the ability to, to play whatever it was I was playing, um, that, that's what kind of pushed me. Um, and, and, man, I, I tell you, I played all three of those sports up until I was a junior in high school and um, decided that basketball was the route I wanted to take. Okay, and that's, that's interesting. That's a segue into my next question was, okay, you, you exhausted those other two sports. You stuck with, with your love. What do you think you can, you know, get the most out of? Um, what happened at that point? Where did you did you start getting more notarized? The school started coming. Take us back to the recruiting wars, um, the situation that happened with you and your family, the decision making, and how did mm-hmm. you end up at the College of Charleston? Yeah, so so I, I think what what kind of made that decision for me was just my love of the game. Um, man, I, I could I could shoot and play ball all day long and not get tired. Um, football was also a love of mine, but Jamel, you got to understand growing up in Northern Virginia around October, November, 
it gets cold out there. Exactly. So, <laughs> so I was like, you know, I can't, I can't do this, man. Um, baseball, you always need somebody most of the time to help you practice baseball, you know. Right. Um, and, and the resources weren't there for me all the time. Uh, with basketball, all I needed was the ball, either a rim, a court, gym, whatever, right? So, right. so that's kind of what drove me there. Um, and, and to be honest with you, as far as, like, recruiting, it wasn't about, you know, I started to get interest. I tell you, I, I played um, freshman JV, and then it was my junior year where I was going to be on the varsity team. Um, really, no one really knew about me. I tell you, I just kind of worked my butt off, man. It stayed in the gym, was uh, persistent about developing my game. And uh, I would say going into my junior year was really kind of what kind of the light bulb went off. So I probably only averaged like 10 points as a junior mm-hmm. on my high school team. And, um, you know, but my coach must have saw something in me that I didn't see, Mel, because uh, after that senior, after that junior year, um, I spent countless hours in the gym, uh, just you know, shooting shots, you know, playing one on one, and then going into my senior year, we played in the summer league tournament, and man, I I just did stuff that I didn't think I could do, and uh, you know, as far as like, you know, just dominating the game, right, and uh, right. I probably averaged about twenty one points my senior year, Whoa. and then that's when kind of the coaches started to, to call and and look, but they were mostly local schools. Right. And uh and I tell you how College of Charleston came into the picture is the funny thing. I was uh working out for an all star team. It was a it was a um pretty much a suburban all star team where all kind of the players within Northern Virginia who didn't make kind of the all metro team right. uh was, was working out for a, an all star team. And uh I, I can remember like, you know, vividly as today, man, it was Coach Crest and Dwayne Grace. You know, everybody knows amazing grades, man. Right. And it, it was it was a practice. And after a practice, they pulled me to the side like, hey, you know, we saw you. We, we, we uh, think that we want to have you at the College of Charleston. And a little, little skeptical because I just really kind of want to weigh things out. It was already in the spring of my senior year. Right. And uh, I had a couple of offers that were pushing me to make decisions. I, w- I didn't want to stay home. I knew that. Right. And so – I went down to Charleston, uh, met this kid uh, that they call Rope, Chris Jackson. <laughs> and, uh, Chris, Chris, another local Virginia guy, and he showed me around campus. And Jamel, man, it's, it's your, you know, you, you grew up there. Right. And right. I just fell in love with it, man. I just fell in love with the vibe. Um, got, got to hang out with some of the players. It was like, yeah, this is kind of what I think I need to be. You know, Coach Chris definitely didn't know much about him, but I know that um, – you know, he was a great teacher. Um, I heard some good things about him from my high school coach who knew kind of through a roundabout way um, who he was. And, uh, and, and, and interesting, I was visiting College of Charleston, but I also had College of uh, Charleston Southern offer me, <laughs> me a scholarship as well. <laughs> so, so, so you was mixing, you was just mixing, trying to just fit, find your way. Yeah. I, I was just trying to find my way, man, and and uh, very grateful that I landed at the uh, at the College of Charleston. In today's time, my message we got JP Pearson. The route that I've come through with with Coach Cress being 
an unbelievable teacher of the sport. And then being tutored by Coach Clark, who also is a unbelievable teacher of the sport, but he had elements of, of learning people and their thresholds. Now, I can remember as a young assistant coach, I wanted these kids to do this and this and this and this. And he had to tell me that that's not necessarily what I need to do at the high school level, that not every kid has the same goal I have. Now let's get back to the interview. So, so, so picture this, and I'm going to take you back to, you know, just the system, man, and, you know, being a senior in that system, seeing a freshman, I mean, being a, a junior in that system, I mean, you know, this guy got people coming in, like he's got a, he's got a, 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 a JV team already on staff practicing. Like it's always going to be, you've you got to always be ready. Talk yeah. about your freshman year coming in. Cause you had what was Mike Beckett and all those guys was there. Don was those, who, who all was there? Well, Tell well, us about well, that time. well, Mike, well, Mike Beckett. Yeah. Mike Beckett just had left and it was uh, Marion. It was um, Marcus Woods. Pat King, Ken Ward. I mean, man, you, you could imagine. I was, I was about 6'3", 6'4", 175 <laughs> going into college. Ooh. And when I saw these dudes, I was like, whoa, okay. I mean, I know I can play, but, you know, it, it, was, it was certainly an eye-opening experience uh, because, you know, I was a good athlete. But the physicality of the game, yes. Um, yes. I was not prepared for. And the mental and so, aspect of it. Like, what, what oh my Coach Press required from you as an athlete, yeah. and I, that mental toughness and that mental preparation, yeah. I use it today in my everyday life. You know what I mean? We joke about the yeah. meetings at 713 and being meeting at 712. How are you going to be late for 712? It's impossible. Yeah. But you had, he had yeah. so much talent on the team that he had to discredit you with any little thing you do he had to use that against you because that's the only way he can kind of decipher the talent. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll expand on that is that I don't care what you do, that part of the game is the most difficult to prepare for. So you have to have a coach who can kind of pull that out of you and create that in you. I think you look at a lot of the players today, as talented as they are, I don't think they approach the mental aspect of the game the way it should be approached. And, and that's one thing I can say about Coach Kress is, he, even as a, a young player, man, I'm telling you, Jamel, he had me wanting to go back to Virginia <laughs> after my first, you know, first month in, in that program because it was just so mentally draining. But looking back, I know what he was doing, right? right. He was building me for not only for that game, but for the game right. of life, man, right. it's it, it's 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 crazy how how that all worked out. But but to talk about the talent that was on that team, I mean, had I think had it not been for and they called themselves the triple threat as well, Jamel, oh, wow. uh, Marion, Marcus, and Pat. Had it not been for those three dudes, man, I I don't know where I would have been in my career because they they I think those three guys were catalysts to changing the mentality of that program. Right. Because you think about the guys that came behind them, like myself, 
AJ and Rodney, and then a, a year later, Thaddeus Delaney. Right. I mean, they kind of helped us understand how the game should be played, you know. And then, and then looking back, when you came in and then um, uh, Cedric and that group of guys, it was kind of like passing down knowledge that we had picked up. But, but, let, me so, make you, but let me make you laugh at that, though. And I tell players uh -huh. about this all the time. Even, you know what I mean, my younger players is like, I did not understand your respect for the game until I got into your level. Until I got to be a junior and I see a freshman coming yeah. in, I didn't understand your level yeah. of preparation, right? Because, you know, being roommates, we didn't really hit it off. And it wasn't a dislike thing. It was a respect thing. I was young coming in. Yeah. You were like, yo, mofo, like, I got to get, like, I'm like, listen, face, I'm, I'm, I'm at home. I'm like, mom, he wants to go to bed at 930. Like, I can't, <laughs> like, what in the world? I'm like, but right, right. I didn't understand it. But to you, you're like, bro, look, I'm here for school. I'm here to do this. Like, I'm not going to be playing around and going out. And I understood that. And I respect yeah. it now. You know what I mean? I understand, I understand it now. Yeah. And to the fact that we're shaking our talk, I did the same thing to Jeff Bolton. God bless yeah. the dead. When he came in, I knew this might be a, a possibility that this could threaten some time for me. So I couldn't, I couldn't let him, I couldn't let him have it easy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I respect yeah. you for that. And I respect the, 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 the things like, like y'all did that set that tone for us. It was awesome. And, and, and yeah. saying that, the reason why I chose to call it Charleston because when we watch y'all play against um, Wake Forest um, and, and, and what y'all did locally against Randolph Children, I mean, that was, a, that was really setting the tone on the map, setting the, uh, the cards on the map. Take me back to one of your, your biggest wins, one of the accomplishments that you say, you know what, I'm happy for that, and I can, I can talk about this for, for, for a long time. What's one of the biggest wins that, that you contributed anymore? Wow. I mean, oh my gosh, man! There's a bunch of them. I know there's a bunch of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there's so many great battles, man. Um, and and the one to me, Jamel, that that really kind of sticks out. And um, man, when I even even when I go back home and people talk about it, still like it was yesterday, was the, the win over Maryland. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and 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 you have to understand, right? For a kid growing up in personal. Northern Virginia. That was personal, man. That that was personal because, you know, one of the one of the two schools that, man, all every kid pretty much growing up in that area want to go to is Georgetown or Maryland, mm -hmm. right? I mean, those are the two powerhouses, man. And you, you had players who you always looked up to, you know, Walt Walt the Wizard, um, Patrick oh, Ewing, those great wow. teams at Georgetown. Wow. And so man, just to get an opportunity like that, to play them on that kind of stage, uh, man, I tell you, I, I, it, 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 was, it was something that you know, a kid only dreams about. Right. You, know, you know those times when you're out at the court by yourself, you know, and, and it's the big game. And uh, it, it was kind of one of those situations, man. I still, I, I watched the tape probably about a year ago. And just like shaking my head because it, it still feel like it's a, it was a dream, you know, it was a dream, man, to see us out there playing at that level against that level of competition, man, it, it just, it's just a testament of, you know, all the hard work, all the, all the teams that overlooked us, 
you know, just and put out there on the floor, man. And we and we did it, and we did it on the biggest stage in college basketball, man. And uh, I'll I'll never forget that. We we had help, and that all the players I talked to, I talk about, you know, the the, the preparation. We there's no if we yeah. lost if we if we lost the game, we lost the game because we just didn't perform. It, we wasn't not yeah. prepared for for any game, and we could have been playing. Yeah. A high school team, Coach Chris had us thinking that team was the best, not least number two in the country. Oh, yeah. We about to play. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you think about some of those, uh, some of those call, uh, some of those uh, uh, pregame meetings we had, man, about, I guess we were playing like a Mount Olive team or something like that. Yeah. Or you remember some of those teams. Man, you would have a scouting report as if these guys were like Michael Jordan and, and Kobe out there, man. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But that's how it was, you know. Right. Hey, hey, hey uh, so, Stace, I'm going to call out some names, and I want you to <laughs> – <laughs> Stace. Hey, Stace, I'm going yeah. to call out three names, right, and then we – Okay. And then we can go from there, okay? Okay, okay. Brad Trainer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, Who's that one? Was that one you or Rod? Who was that? Uh, I, I, think, I, think it was between, I think it was between me and AJ, man. Oh, it was, oh, it was a combo. It was 50-50. Uh, yeah, the combo. Okay. And, and you know the crazy thing about that, man, is that uh, I, I didn't believe the dude was that athletic. <laughs> hey, listen. He didn't – hey, that whole story, white boys can't jump. Like, that was real. Yeah. Yeah. Was but But – but 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 to Ant's point, you know, if I go after a block shot, Jamel, in most cases, I'm gonna get it for sure. And so so he so he slowed up and and knew that okay, here comes Stace. Stace about to get this. <laughs> and if you watch that video, I, I just missed that ball. Yeah. And by me just missing it, that was it. It, it right. was it, it was lights out. <laughs> okay, so second yeah. one, Stace. UMass game, Monty Mac. Monty Mack, uh, <laughs> man, killer. I mean, killer. that dude. Hey, I looked at stats hey. up before, I, before we talked. I looked at stats. He's second all-time scoring in UMass history, bro. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know what, man? It, as a player, it's sometimes you just got to say, you know, hey, it just wasn't, it wasn't my night. Or, or it, it's just some guys who you just know that there's only so much you can do, you know? We've seen incredible growth in Christopher since he started the trainings and also worked with Jamel during travel season. The biggest area for change for us has just been his confidence on and off the court. Um, that was something that was a struggle early on and he plays with incredible confidence now. Uh, we don't see any more hesitancy or um, passing up on shots that he should take. He's, he's doing the right thing with the ball when he gets it, and I attribute that to the training sessions. Raising a student-athlete is just as important as being one. All right, the last one, and we had a story about this. I don't know who this one is doing. I can't remember the guy's last name, but we ate steaks that night. We sat on the bus, and we didn't move off the bus. We ate steaks that night. <laughs> I already know. I already know. What's this, Troy? What's his last name? Oh, gosh. I can't remember his last name. But, dude, man, he had on a knee brace. Yes. 
I mean, and Shake a, warned a, us about him. Remember, Shake is like, "Yo, oh my god!" Shake warned us about him, like, "Yo, this dude here, nice." He's like, "Dude, came out on a knee brace, so he's not about to do anything." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the crossover was just—it was something it was special different. that night. It was different. It was, it was, it was different, man. And nobody could stay in front of him. I mean, nobody. Nobody. Coach tried everybody, man. Nobody. Like my, my, me, Mark Hines. He even said, put Rico on. You know how quick Rico was. Right. He can do it. Still was crossing him up. Uh, you you talking about games that you'll never forget, Jamel. That's that's one of those games also on, on the flip side that I'll never forget because just, just the whole situation around it, man. The it's, whole night, bro. <laughs> the whole night, man. The it whole, was crazy. What's, what's was that, crazy. Tennessee? We, we drove from Suckerland to Tennessee. Did we drive? What was it? Yeah. Uh, we drove from, I'm trying to think where, but it, we, we had to drive to Louisiana. Louisiana. So it might have been from Georgia, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, but, um, and, and, and you know what, man, thinking back, thinking back, you know, it, it was something about that where, where we, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot, right? Because had we won that game, we, we know, by no you know, doubt, we would have been in the NCAA tournament. Hmm. And, uh, you know, just... It, and it was a little immature on our side, right? Well, but but that goes to show you that you, you have to be ready every night because you don't know what, who you know what's going to happen. Well, the thing is, I don't. I got to disagree with you a little bit because it was a little different issue we were dealing with at that time. Like put the it games was. aside, put the sport aside. Like it's a little it's a little different issue we're dealing with. And me being a freshman, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't. I'm talking mm-hmm. about Watson, I'm talking to other players, and I hear about the life they're living, I hear about the things they're doing. But again, me being a man now and understanding business, that wasn't in our budget. You know what I mean? Now that, now that I look back at it, but at the same time, <clears throat> we still were deserving of that type of treatment, though, because we was busting our butt and getting W's for the for the, for the, uh, for the. We were. We were. So, but, but big yeah. ups. And, and I guess. Go ahead. Yeah, and I guess I guess there's a time and place for everything. You know, right. you think about that, right? right? And, and was that the time for and sure. place for sure before before a game that we, sure. we 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 I mean, and you think about when they came to play. Man, we man, we killed those guys. Killed them. Any, any given night, we killed those guys. Killed but, them. But something about that night did not put us in the right frame of mind to play that game. We got real food in us. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> We had we had a big old steak. That's what yeah, it was. Real food in us. Uh, so stay yeah, yeah. so Let's go back. Um, take it back to where you're a senior and you're and you're graduating. Um, take us back to the time where the, the afterlife of college. Where did you play? Yeah. How was the life? How was the culture? How was the food? Um, how was right. the traveling? How was being away from your family? Like, don't give us the nice stuff because. People listening to us, they understand. They need. They need to understand that being a student athlete in college, it ain't easy, right? Mm-hmm. And especially yeah. Yeah. going to the next level of professional ball, it ain't easy. You know how tough it is to go to high school and be relevant. College relevant. Mm-hmm. After after college mm-hmm. relevant. Pro. I mean, and then your future. I mean, your uh, your ending career relevancy. Take us back to that life and, and what happened, and give. Ex- Take us back to that experience. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, you know, the life of uh, the college career of every basketball player, man, is is certainly one that you know you don't want to end, right? 
And uh, I was one of those players where I felt like I had more game in me and, uh, and kind of explored that. It, you, you understand that, you know, the, the, way, the way we approached our college career was kind of like a business, right? Mm-hmm. right. But you got to understand the next level is even more so a business. And you're even more so kind of like an entrepreneur mm-hmm. because you may have an agent, but nobody's going to wake you up in the morning. Nobody's going to push you to do those extra workouts. Wow. So you're basically managing this on your own and finding the resources to get yourself better. So that's the one thing that I, I, I kind of carry with me from, you know, my days with Coach Kress. Mm, mm. And uh, so my first job was uh, in Sweden. And, um, man, ecstatic about the opportunity, man. I, just, I, was just, I was just hungry and ready to get out there and do something. Because I knew that, you know, had I performed at that level, maybe that's a, a, a catalyst or next step for me to get to the next level. Right. I mean, ultimately, everybody wants to play in the NBA, sure. but you got to understand that there's only so many spots, and anywhere you play is a blessing because sure. you and I know that for every one spot, there's like ten guys out there trying to get that spot. So, so you know, playing over overseas um, definitely was something that I was looking forward to. Um, because I was just looking for a broader experience. And I tell you, man, I couldn't have been more lucky to end up in a situation like Sweden um, where, you know, I was getting paid on time mm. because as I, as I, you know, continued to play, there was, I, I, I played with some guys who played on teams who didn't even know when their next paycheck was coming. Wow. You know, they, was, they were over in a foreign country, not getting paid, you know, that, that was, you know, tough for some people. Right. So I was fortunate to be in a situation getting paid. The team took good care of us. Um, you know, c- culturally it was different, you know, um, but I will say that uh, being in a foreign country, everybody, at least in our generation, speaks English. So in order to kind of get over that, you know, it, it was good that I was on, on a team with teammates that spoke English uh, the food was certainly a, an adjustment, you know, being a, a picky kid. Uh, I took advantage of every McDonald's or local <laughs> restaurant that I recognized. <laughs> uh, but then, but then started to try a few different local places and, you know, it just kind of caught on. Um, but, uh, you know, nothing, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it's crazy, man. I just wish that every kid in our country had an opportunity to travel abroad and visit some of these places because from playing in Sweden, I mean, I was able to get around to Russia, Lithuania, Poland. Um, I even played some time in Finland, went over to China, but they don't understand that how blessed we are in this country. Right. Right. And just how fortunate we are. And, uh, you know, to me, that kind of shaped me more than anything, just to see a different side and then bring that back and then having my own family and raise my kids in a way that to understand, you know, this is not guaranteed. You know what I'm saying? There, it right. could be so much worse than what you're seeing. And, uh, and, to, and to appreciate that. Um, and, uh, I mean, I've, I've ran into some great guys over the years. Like I said, I played probably five years in, in, in Europe, um, played another three years here in the States. 
which is even more of a grind. I mean, you, you think about the CBA. I mean, probably some of these guys don't even know what the CBA is, right. you know. Um, but, but, man, that league, if you're able to make it through that league and get a shot in the NBA, you, you're well-deserving because you're talking about, in most cases, you're taking a bus everywhere. Um, you're staying in low-budget hotels. You're playing two sometimes, you know, three games back-to-back. Mm. I mean, it's a grind, you know. It, it, it's a grind, man, and it's not an easy road. Um, but, again, fortunate to be able to experience that because there are several players who would have loved to be in that position. Exactly. Several players. And you, um, and you, and you do hear some of the success stories of guys who have, you know, had careers in the um, CBA – uh, I even played in the IBL, which is no longer around. But um, yeah, I remember that in the IBA too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in today's timeout message, we got Cedric Weber. For some reason, it always comes comes to that, like how Coach Chris was able to just dangle dangle something in front of every single person to get the best out of them. He'll either do it in front of you, behind your back, it don't matter. But he will dangle something to get the best out of you. But at the same token, he mentally prepared you for it. And, you know, it was up to you right. to, uh, like you always said. Always fair, too. He always was fair. Right. That's right. It was up to you to figure it out because he was going to give you that opportunity. Now let's get back to the interview. You know, your kids and and before we get into that topic, because I like to learn, I like to talk about some of the life lessons and things you learn through basketball and how are you implementing them into your your kids and your philosophy of that. Before yeah. we get to that, um, I want you to briefly explain and talk about your feelings on athletes being paid. And before you get into that, I'll give you my take on it. Um, I do think athletes need to be getting some type of stipend. And this is my setup of the stipend. Let's say no matter what the value is, let's say its value is 50000 10000 whatever the value is, the total is. Mm-hmm. Let's say as a freshman, you come in, and it's a, if it's 50000 you get 25000 as a freshman. Now, when you graduate, you get the other 25000 if you graduate. And here's why. Mm-hmm. Four years of college. I don't know if you had a job when you was in high school. I did it. And then you got four years of college, I mean high school, then you have four years of college where you can't get a job because you're in scholarship. So you're eight to ten years out of the job market. And if you don't graduate, if even if you do graduate, you have no, no work experience, it's tough to get a job. I think mm-hmm. now that players are having the rights to their names and rights to, you know, things of that nature, what's, what's your take on that? And even if they can't – because what if the player can't sell the rights? They're not really good as a marketing do right, right. Hey, now, <clears throat> lastly, I talked to Mark, Marcus Woods, and he talking about, and he mentioned something about a, um, an attendance fee, something where athletes are getting ten thousand dollars now, just right off the rip. Um, what's your take on, on all that, and and do you feel that we missed out? <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I honestly tell you, I feel like we missed out. We missed out on a lot of stuff. Um, uh, just just thinking about 
the time and effort that you put into being a college slash athlete is, is tremendous. I mean, uh, you know, they talk about, well, they're, they're getting a scholarship. They're paying for books, this and that, this and the other. But well, give me the grade. Like, give, me, I, give me the grade then. Don't let me go to class. Just give me the grade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because coming from a single-parent family, Jamel, I will tell you there were some tough times where, you know, even if I wanted to do anything outside of, you know, basketball or, or just being on, on campus, it was difficult, right? So you had, you had your, your Pell Grant or whatever that was that lasted you, uh, you know, I would say maybe a semester, semester and a half, but, you know, still sometimes that wasn't even enough. Right. So so understanding that, you know, we kind of put in a little more, uh, uh, you, you know, I would say effort into to, to being a college athlete that it, did, it should have warranted some type or should today warrant some type of payment. Because you think about the, the time that you came into the College of Charleston, right? What, what do you think the enrollment was? Right. What do you think the buzz was around campus? Right. It, it was, you know, it was okay. Right? right. But by the time you left, right. what do you think it was? Sure. <laughs> and what do you think that school would have grossed or made, profited off of you being a part of a program that was nationally recognized? Wow. Wow. So you put a dollar amount on that versus the time that I put in, there's got to be some, you know, uh, uh, reciprocity, right? So I, I think that, you know, a lot of us have missed out, and I think a lot of the players are missing out because it, the game is so much bigger than what it used to be that it warrants awarding these guys something. Right. They've got to give them something. Right. You know, they're not professionals, right? They're amateur athletes, but still these colleges are making millions of dollars. NCAA, NCAA is making billions of dollars off the efforts of these college athletes. And here's what I get upset at. And stop giving us a bad name as if we're not intelligent because we got we to gotta make the same grade in less time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. A, a normal student – that doesn't work or just going to school. Yeah. You got all day to do what you got to do and study and make up. We traveling, we're in practice. We're actually working for the institution. So yeah. we gotta, we gotta make the same passing grade in less time. And I, what I mean less time is that when you're sleeping and we didn't fly and flew and drove on bus, drive on buses, then we got to get up and study and go play the next yeah. day. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough, you know, crack you know it's a, it's a tough nut to crack but i think the more conversation we have about it we can kind of dilute some of those yeah those those bad yeah. uh vibes and and i play devil's advocate a little bit because a lot of folks saying you know the scholarship is your payment for you know what you what you what you just explained right um in a sense that's it, it makes sense, right? It does. I mean, you think about it, right? I'm getting a, a full scholarship to play basketball, so that's that's my reward. But on the flip side, that scholarship is only a percent, a small percentage of what you as a as a as a university grosses off of my efforts as an as an athlete. It's only a small percentage. 
when you think about the coach's salary and, and, you know, all his endorsements that he gets from having a successful program, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta look at the, the, the whole thing in totality when you, when you make that argument, because, uh, the scholarship alone does not, <laughs> well, is not well, enough. Well, sacrificing our mind and our body. You know what I mean? Yes, like, it's not enough. Being a student, you're, gonna, you're, you're paying to go to school to get an education. I get that. And you're using your mind yeah. to do that, right? So yeah. our sacrifice, we're sacrificing our body and our sweat for that value in order to go to school. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's, 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 what it, that's what they're saying. So that, that's, that schooling, we're earning that degree. You know what I mean? Because if that's the case, then yeah. you're saying we, we're getting a degree, then I just, I'll just go to, like, like North Carolina where they had that big scandal. I just go to school. Yeah. I just go yeah. to school. I mean, I just go to, uh, go to school, not go to class, and you, and you just mm -hmm. get a degree. And you get, you get a degree. Even, that's an even trade to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but you know, at, at CMC, yeah, at CMC, they ain't handing out no grades like that. <laughs> they ain't handing out. <laughs> you, hey, Jamil, you know that. Man, no, I don't care. No, sir. You, you better show up. You better take the test. You better make the grade because you no, ain't sir. getting no handouts here, buddy. No, I don't care don't. what you did. What you, I don't care what you did the other night. <laughs> no, no, no. Ain't, ain't had yeah. You got to get everything you earn, which is I respect that too. But just from the masses, yeah. you know, speaking of 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 that standpoint. I, but now that we're at the point where it's being handled, it's being worked out. I'm happy for the, the, the athletes that can really. Absolutely, man. A absolutely. Because it, it, it's long overdue. It is. It's long overdue. I, I think it is. Um, because, I mean, the, the, the sport and, and how much money it generates has come a long way, you know. Um, and, and certainly, man, these guys, I mean, it just you, you, they're on TV, Jamel, like two, once or twice a week, you know. So that, that again, <laughs> bringing in money and revenue to the school right there. So, um, yeah, it, 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 it's definitely warranted, man. So, in closing, we got two more topics left, Stace. Um, being a okay. dad and, you know, learning all these different life lessons through sports, how do mm -hmm. you implement your teaching to your younger kids coming up? And what would you say to yeah. a, a, a young student athlete that, that, that looking to do the same thing you did? Yeah. So, so Jamel, I, I, it, it's, uh, it's difficult. I will say that, right? Because um, I, I will say the, the, the goal of a parent is to work hard to put your kids in a position where you, they don't have to struggle like you did, right? That, that's, ultimately, that's what we want is our kids to have a better life than you did. Right. And, and with that <laughs> comes... Uh, some sense of I don't need to work as hard, right? And so, as a parent, man, it, it's you have to, and this is what I struggle with: is that I have to be a motivator in a way that I'm not tearing them down, right? 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 And uh, because I want them to be to be hungry, to have a drive, to go after everything that they want. And, and, and expect that nothing is going to be given to you. Right. Um, so so I, I've, I've modeled my life, man, after, after a phrase, right? And, and, I, and, I, and I, you know, used to put on everything that, you know, that, that I wore when I played. It's, it's focus, will, determination, FWD. Mm. And to, to always be 
focus on where I want to go, have the will to overcome any obstacles that come my way, and to be determined, Mm. to be determined that, you know, no matter what happens, I'm going to stay the course, Mm. right? I'm going to stay the course. And so I I try to instill in them that those same, that same thing is that have a plan, right? Be focused on something, have a love, have a passion, because you know, you and I know that if you're passionate enough about something, nobody has to tell you to get up and go do that thing. Right. Right. You're looking forward to it. The moment you, your feet touch the floor, Ready. you're looking forward to doing that thing. And so, and I, and that's what I, I, I push on them. You know, I have, I have like two girls, a 17 year old getting ready for college, what? you know, dancer, you know, I, I can't, it's hard for me to, to believe that, but uh, it, it's happening. Wow. I have a 12 year old daughter who's an athlete and for her, it's, it's, you're a great athlete, but it's like you, like you and I talked about, it's learning the mental part. Right. You have to get the mental aspect of this, or you're just going to be like any other athlete on the field. Right. And then I have my son, and you best believe he's getting it. <laughs> you know, right. He's eight, but he, he's getting it because right. it's just something about, you know, having a son. You got two of them, right? I got so, one. So you know – Oh, you got one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you know that how how you – yeah, yeah. So you know how it is to get in his head and to to get him to be, you know, that doll. You know, I I want him to be a nice guy because that, you know, you want him to be able to be able to function in society. But when you step between those lines, you're a different person, my man. It's not not you. It's somebody else, you know? And you know what I learned that? You know what I learned – to create, to create that dogness in my son is like, I send tests ahead of him all the time. Like it's my job to frustrate the hell out of him in the house. Like I want to, yeah. I want to get you so upset that everything when you, when you, when you see the adverse again, adversity again, it's going to be so, so easy for you. You're going to not, you're going to yeah. not get through it. But I, I know what you're saying. Like it's so tough, and it's, 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 it's. it's but that what makes it fun. It's difficult, but it's fun at the same time. I can't let you lose, bro. There's no way, whatever I got, we sit and we talk, we sit and we, we take drives, whatever it takes, you're not, because if you lose, I lost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. You're an example yep. of me. And, and that's so yep. important. He made a name for himself as a star for the College of Charleston basketball teams in the mid to late 90s. And now, Jermel President is doing what he can to make sure that the Charleston area kids have a chance to succeed on the court and in life. So I want to, you know, give some of that back to the community as well. Um, after college and after playing professionally, uh, I started the Day Foundation just to, to be that wealth of knowledge to the kids in the community and, and parents as well. College of Charleston Hall of Famer Jamel President said he saw a need for this while he was in school. So he founded the nonprofit Day Foundation. And its philosophy for success is based on what he calls his oatmeal recipe. Let's go and finish together. Basically teaches the game of basketball, focusing on skills, development, nutrition, and education. Not only SAT, ACT type stuff, but education for parents in how to navigate through the different levels of athletics. And our last topic is called oatmeal recipe stays. And oatmeal recipe is what Day Foundation created. Uh, Rick Barry came to give us uh, his endorsement for the oatmeal recipe. And oatmeal recipe is okay. skill development, education, and nutrition. So 
kind of mm-hmm. the same things where, you know, my, my years of playing, I, 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 I kind of see what was the, th- the three most important things that helped me sustain as an athlete and <clears throat> as a businessman and mm-hmm. skill development. No matter what sport you play, you have to have a skill. No matter what career you is, you have to have a skill. Education, you have to be well in, um, educated and informed of whatever you do, whatever skill you play. That's, and for education mm-hmm. basketball, <clears throat> I ask players all the time, <clears throat> how would you score 20 points a game? Or I would shoot the three. Or I would do this, I would do that. I said, well, mm-hmm. the education of that, if you score, if you get two layups per quarter, four quarters, mm-hmm. that's 16 points. Now you're four points away from 20 points. How do I get 20 points? Well, when the seven and 10 team fouls, you drive. Because when you foul, you get it's one on one. You you can score right. points without even sweating, right? So, yep. Yep. And, and had I known that, I'd have been a lot better player. But I didn't have that. And lastly, is a nutrition. Mm-hmm. Nutrition is very very important to the body because I go to these tournaments. I see athletes they drinking sodas, eating Skittles. They don't understand that sugar <laughs> slows their thought process up, right? So right. Right. Start with skill development, and 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 tell me how important the skill development it is to you and how do you apply it every day? Yeah, yeah. I would say skill development is the foundation, you know. I mean, it, it really is. And, uh, you know, basically how I apply it to kind of my next phase in life is I take the time to do the little things, right? It's like, it's like working on the fundamentals. So, you know, to me, having a clear frame of mind is just as important as having a strong body, right? So it, it, it's more spiritual, it's more being grounded, it's more getting out all the clutter and, and just being, being you know, clear mind and focus going into that day. Um, you know, I, I still, to this day, am, am an avid exerciser, right? I get up still every morning, I go to the gym mm. and I work out, but that's a part of my preparation yes. for the day. Yes. You know, it, it gets my it gets not not only my mind ready, but it gets my body ready to physically, you know, manage through my day. Right. And I would say for any any young athlete, man, it's important to to to, to understand that early on, because you you have to you have to be uh, in a in a position or have the preparation that going into any situation, you got to be ready for the unknown. Because that's what life is, man. Life is about just being able to adjust mm. on the fly because who knows what's going to happen, mm. right? Nobody knows that. Um, and so just, 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 just understanding that I have to have solid fundamentals because from there, I can do a whole lot of other things, right? I, I, have, to, I have to have the basics. To, 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 I have to develop the basics in order to just go to that next level. Once I do that, I can expand my game or I can expand my opportunities beyond that because I'm grounded, right? I know what I need to do. I've worked on these things time and time again. So for instance, you know, for a young player, I don't start out shooting three pointers. I start in close to the basket. I develop that form in close to the basket Right. Then I can shoot from anywhere on the floor after I get that, right? So right. just kind of using that analogy and then carrying that on to life, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. All right. Education. It, it's Education is the key um, because uh, you, you and I know that without that piece of paper, when we left the College of Charleston, 
things would be so much different, right? Uh, it, it, it's the key, and I, and I say that literally because it's the key to the door that opens up other opportunities. For sure. And so you have to, I mean, I can't stress that enough. You know, as much as I love for my kids to work out and do these things, nothing happens until the schoolwork is done. For sure. Nothing happens unless you're maintaining, you know, the level of grade that you are capable of maintaining. Uh, because without that, you can't, there, there's, you, your, your opportunities are limited. Right. And so being diligent, just like you work hard on your game, you need to work hard in, just as hard in the classroom. Right. And lastly, nutrition. Nutrition. Wow. So these guys at the College of Charleston today are lucky. <laughs> because yeah, had we sure. had... Jeez. Had we been educated and, and informed more about nutrition, um, I think you know we, we probably would be would have been better athletes, and that's hard to that's hard to believe or hard to imagine. Um, but nutrition, man, it's, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but but nutrition is is just as important because it's it's about what you're fueling your body with. Um, your body cannot perform at a high level if you're putting junk in it. So I'll go back and use another analogy. So if I'm driving a Mercedes, <laughs> I'm not going to put 87 right. octane in my Mercedes right. because it will it will destroy the engine. Right. I mean, if you're a top level athlete, you have to put good things in, and 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 and, and, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you got to put that. You got to put that high octane gas in there. And, and I will and I will add to that, you know, what what is probably just as important as the nutrition is sleep. Mm. You got to get rest. Mm. You got to rest your body so your body can recover. But then at the same time, you got to put good things in there. And uh, you know, man, it, 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 that's that's just with anything. You know, you think about how the mind works. You got to put good things in your mind as well, or else. You know, the, the thoughts that come through your head aren't going to be good. So, you know, you got you got to take care of your bodies just as if you're a, 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 a well-oiled machine. You know, so putting in good food, making sure you're eating right, getting rest is, is important. I tell you what, if I had known sleep was important and I saw you going to bed at 930, I probably, <laughs> I probably would have two more points a game. But you're definitely, you're definitely right on with that. <laughs> hey, 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 Mel. Hey, it's, it's no different now. I, I just, I just bumped it up an hour. I'm in, in the bed by ten thirty now. <laughs> That's what's up. It's That's no different. <laughs> hey, States, man. I appreciate you though. Like for real. Like you know. Yeah. I think this would be a, a wealth of knowledge that athletes and families can 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 get and just hear people's stories. But not only that, just you know, a lot of fun times and reminiscing and, and absolutely, man. Absolutely. Consolidating all this stuff will be would be huge moving forward. So I appreciate your time, big guy. And I, I thank you for everything. Yeah. I thank you for the, the love, the respect, and anything that you showed us, you know, coming through as well. Anytime, man. My pleasure, man. Keep doing big things, Mel. Love you, bro. Appreciate you. Have a good one, big guy. All right. Okay. Peace. So there it goes, guys. Another one in the books. Um, great interview from Stacey Harris. I'm talking about the hard work and the effort it takes to be a student athlete. Uh, translate that into to life lessons. Um, also, again, 
uh, talking about his his three words he lived by, FWD, being focused, having a will, and determination. Uh, those things are very, very important in succeeding in life. Uh, coming up next, we got J.P. Pearson. J.P. Um, played at the college as well. Um, had a great career at the college and then um, led to coaching in Portugal. Um, great, great career coaching over there. Um, he's putting people in the NBA too. So um, he had a couple of kids locally that went to the NBA and some kids that playing some big major basketball. So um, tune in next week to hear all about it. We'll be right back. What Jermel is doing with Today Foundation and the approach he's taking to help develop young athletes, first of all, getting them prepared from the academic standpoint, which, as you know as well as I do, Bobby, that's the most important element to try to get them to eat healthy, to be able to train properly, to get the proper education, and then hopefully for those who are talented enough to have a chance to move on to perhaps even get a free education by going off to college. But I love what Jermel is doing. It's a wonderful program. Hopefully more people in the community will get behind it and some of the businesses involved as well to help sponsor this program. Because these are the kind of things that every community needs, looking out for the best interest of the youth. The future of this country is in our youth. And everything that we can do to help prepare them better for that is absolutely wonderful. And, and I can't express adequately enough my admiration and respect for what Jermel is doing and hopefully he'll get a lot of help from a lot of people you can follow us on facebook and instagram at Jamel president and on twitter at president Jamel. make sure to subscribe to this podcast as i'll be bringing you a new interview every month Yeah.